Activate meditation chamber. From Kenner's Star Wars, the Empire Strikes Back collection, Darth Vader's Star Destroyer that you put together. Batteries not included. Darth Vader's stronger now. He's got moves. Luke Skywalker. Action figures each sold separately. You can slide the viewing screen, turn Darth on the command bridge, and make Luke escape through the hidden hatch. Test the laser cannon. We gotta find Luke. Come on. Darth Vader's Star Destroyer from Star Wars, the Empire Strikes Back collection. Action figures each sold separately from Kenner. We would be honored if you would join us. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. I know this is hard for you, but winter is coming. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. I am the danger. Avengers! Assemble. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Barrage. Who is scruffy looking? Less. Might wanna buckle up, baby. Carlos. Smash you. King Tom. Hey guys, you ever seen that really old movie, Empire Strikes Back? They got your weakened geek covered. And you? Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 268 of The Sith List. I'm your host, Raj Dolichahi, and my co-pilot this evening, the young, the restless, the bearded one, Mr. Carlos. Right when he does, right when I said that, he takes a swig of beer. Absolutely, Boo Arguello. The man we call Crunch Crunch is his birthday. Happy birthday, Les. Yeah, thank you. The man, what's up, Randy? I'm doing pretty well. Mr. King Tom Chansky, king of all pods. How you doing, buddy? I'm about to take a swig of Orangina myself. I'm doing all right. (laughs) (laughs) That was it. That was a shot. Boo is drinking a mango cart, correct? It's correct. Okay. And last but not least, the man, the myth, the legend, my El Hombre. Might not be yours, but he's mine. Mr. Eric Strothers. How you doing, buddy? I'm great, man. Thank you for the excellent introduction. How you doing, my man? Man, I'm great. Except for one small thing. Well, there's two small things. Number one, still don't have... I haven't unloaded my other house yet. So if anybody's dying to buy a house in subpar condition, man, give me a call. Uh, The other thing is, I came home from work the other day, and my wife is on the phone with my daughter's teacher. She wasn't in any trouble, but guess what he told her? She's Uh-oh. just so negative all the time. <laughs> you know what's so great? I didn't even oh have to say God. it. Dude, oh, she's like a walking minus sign, man. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't even have to say it. She said it to her mom. She goes, well, mom, you know, you're pretty negative a lot of times. <laughs> so that's man. how my week's been going. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh, I'm going to stay out of this one. I'm definitely yep. staying out of this one. Oh, good times, uh, man. King Tom, how you doing, buddy? I know you huh? got to go to a Comic-Con, right? Or Yeah, we had, a, uh, we had a Comic-Con here in, in Cincinnati. Um, still weird thinking that I'm in Cincinnati, but we had one here over the weekend. I went. Uh, it's, you know, it was a decent size convention, maybe like, you know, a 
fourth or a fifth the size of a Star Wars celebration, but we had some good, good. good you know, the, the crowd was good. Everyone was masked up. Um, decent uh, number of notable people, uh, which we may talk about a little bit later. But yeah, it was, yeah. It was a f- fun. Uh, I wasn't able to take my, my, my daughter. I was really looking forward to taking her, but she had a sinus infection. So I just went by myself, but still had a lot of fun. Yeah, that sounds awesome, man. I'd love to go to a con right now. I, I had a chance to go to a concert last night. I went to Kings of Leon. It was nice to be back indoors at a concert. And we had to show your vaccinated card in order to get in or your right. digital vaccination card, which is in, a, in Los Angeles. It's like going to be mandated for you to do that. But people were just so happy to be at a concert. They were just rocking out, singing along. It was, it was, a, it was a good time. It was a lot of fun. And I got a, had a chance to go to Santa Barbara this weekend as well for my um, mother-in-law Boo's mom's birthday, and had a good time. It was cool. What a cool, what a cool little city that is, Santa Barbara. I bought, I say that every day about Santa Barbara. Yeah, dude. Like sometimes I was like walking around in the house, and I'll be like, you know what, Santa Barbara is really nice. And that's the only reason we went because we were just right. we had nothing else to do, and I was walking around the kitchen. And I said, hey. <laughs> Let's go to Santa Barbara. And we just just, I was thinking the exact same thing, and then you guys just got up and left. Yeah, we just said, "Hey, let's do it." And we right. Did it. But we we didn't. We just came right back. We just drove through it. It's just a cool city. <laughs> All you need, just a taste. Yeah, yeah. That's it. I, we didn't even get a taste. We didn't get out a of dab. Will do you? Yeah. Right. I didn't see Barbara, so I'm a little upset. But Santa was there. A little early for Christmas. Randy, how you doing, buddy? <sighs> I'm doing a lot worse than the first time you asked me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> because of that awesome dad joke, man. That that was sick. Now it just it just it's just in my blood now. Yeah. I used just, to do it when I wasn't a dad. I, I don't remember them being as prolific before. <laughs> yes, they're they're definitely uh, it's raised the stupidness is uh right. has, like, the the bar has been raised. Yes, you're correct. I just wanted to bring this up cuz I watched it last night. Yeah. Um Casino Royale is one yes. of the best Bond movies. It is the best. I would say I would say it's the best, but I know people have some heated opinions about this. Oh, it, it is we, the best. Are we forgetting about Moonwrecker? Moonwrecker, Raker, Raker. 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 It's yeah. not the best. Raker not the best. No, no, I'm talking Raker about the, the parody Moonwrecker. Wrecka. Moonwrecker. Moonwrecker. No, but yeah, the, just a fantastic movie. That is a great movie. I was thinking about it the other day too. So I drove to Monte Carlo. <laughs> <laughs> In your Aston Martin, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get out. I just came right back. Um, Les, it's your birthday. It was your birthday. How you doing, buddy? It was my birthday. I'm doing great, man. Good. I'm glad. Glad. Did you I, work I out for to, your birthday? Uh, I worked out yesterday and today and the day before. Yeah, so I guess uh, so. That's on brand. Yes, it is. But also what's on brand is, and for those of you that if you do come to Celebration, you have to go to a bakery out here called Porto's. And I got a red velvet oh. cake oh from Oh, my God. Porto's. I was just talking about this place. And well, Porto's? I went there the other day. I didn't get out, though. <laughs> what? <laughs> Anyways. This is going to be a bad episode. chilling that I've been... Working out and eating, working out. Uh, this is your first days. episode. It was nice having you. <laughs> well, here's what's funny. If it was somebody's first episode, they definitely didn't hear you say that. <laughs> they, I mean, they, yeah, they didn't get that far into it. They've been gone for five yep. minutes. And if, and if you're still around, that means you're a diehard. And we really appreciate you. 
or you have I'll the volume you, down too much. Either that, or they've fallen and they they can't get up, and they're just out of the reach of whoever's oh, playing sure. this. And it's the worst because like they just they're in pain and they can't movie? shut it off. Yeah. Or they're driving like right now through. and they cannot touch their cell phone, and it automatically played in their podcatcher. And the police are right next to them. They're just yeah, like, exactly. There's a cop right behind for the him, next yeah. mile and a half, <laughs> however long is damp. Oh, so yeah. hey, we appreciate you and just fight the law. Don't let the law win. <laughs> yeah, Portos is good. Boo. Oh. How you yeah. doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Good. I'm glad everybody's doing great. Fantastic. <laughs> I think we should just start this son of a bitch. Well, hold yeah. on before we do, man. Um, I just want to, speaking of birthdays, today is my great buddy and friend of the show, Tracy Moon's birthday. So, hey, is it really? As we're recording oh, this. I'm going to message that son of a bitch right now. And we are going to shoot some fools after this. Yeah, we are going to we're going to do some cowboy stuff. You know what? I need to download RDR2 again. I need to run. I've been running with Cruiser for a while. I think I need to run with Struthers, man. Dude, I am trying to get my wife. Rat, dude. Yeah, I'm trying to get my wife to to get a character on RDR two online. Um, she's terrible at video games, but uh, oh, I had a beer in Santa. I, I lied, guys. I got out of my car. I had a beer in Santa Barbara called Red Hair Redemption, and I almost took a picture of it because it had the same background and everything. Uh, but then I said, "I want to, you know, bother you, Eric," so I didn't do it. Was it a but ginger it was, beer? It was uh, no, it was a red ale. It was a red hair joke. Swing yeah, I know it was. <laughs> That's a great story, man. I'm really th- appreciate you sharing that with me. Yeah, the joke was even better because we got a lot of laughs out of that one. Laugh track was uh, really put on volume ten on that one. All right, let's let's move on. Let's move on to the shenanigans. <laughs> let's check us out on the Sithlist.net. Actually, don't because it's more of this kind of shit. So just, uh, you know, I'm not going to give out the shenanigans. The hell with it. Um, did anybody watch anything this weekend? Eric, did you watch anything? Dude, I did. I watched this show called Fuck You, Arage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was that on Netflix? <laughs> it was. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't watch anything, man. Yeah, I don't think I did either. Randy, you're usually good about watching things. Did you watch anything? Um. Like I said, I just watched uh, Casino Royale. Um, I had to watch the last episode of What What If that since I wasn't here last week, so I did a back to back with that and uh, Visions today. Um, but other than that, you know, I don't think I really watched uh, that much this week. I watched a little of the Emmys. Um, it's a little odd now these, these award shows. Now, well, just ah. even with COVID, with COVID, and there's not like there's not even people cheering like fans. This is like really weird to me. Uh, but Ted Lasso won a bunch of stuff, which is cool because I love that show. So that's kind of cool. It's gonna get some recognition, which is great. Anybody else watching anything? Uh, Boo, Les? Yeah, I, I've been watching. Uh, what is it? The American Crime Story: uh, The Impeachment on uh, on FX. Oh, that's out, huh? Yeah, yeah. What is it? Uh, the first one they had was about uh, what is it? The trial of O.J. Simpson. That was fantastic. I didn't watch yeah. the second one. The second season they had, I think, it was the assassination Versace. of uh, Versace. Didn't see that one, but awesome. this one. Oh, okay, good. I, I got to watch that one now. Uh, but yeah, but the impeachment one. Uh, it's about you know the the relationship between Monica Lewinsky and Bill President Bill Clinton. It's pretty fucking good. 
the, the, the performances are fantastic. Highly, highly recommend it. There's only three episodes as of now because they come out Tuesday at like 10 o'clock. And I'm like, no, fuck that. I'm going to sleep. So, yeah. But, um, but yeah, highly recommend it. Very, very good. What is it? Jonah Hill's sister plays uh, Monica Lewinsky. She does an amazing job. Yeah, she's amazing. Great actress. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's what I've been watching. That and Brittany and I are in a few more episodes into The Sopranos. So, loving that as oh, well. Oh, very cool. The the uh, I heard of Monica Lewinsky is a executive producer and like she is to make sure things were on the up way. and up. Yeah, yeah. Les, you, you want to do a reaction video on that? Can you imagine the thumbnails we could pull off on this one? Oof. For <laughs> impeachment? Oh my goodness, man! Oof. If uh, if anybody wants to look it up, Brittany and I we call it the Artichoke Dip Show. Mm. If you want to look up why, I I, I recommend it. I yeah, recommend no, it. I know. Just for exactly entertainment why. purposes. Yeah. yeah. Eastern European jizz. Okay. Ding, ding. Cinnamon. Yeah. Oh, huh? What? The bun really? of the cinnamon. The bun of the cinnamon. <laughs> Are you eyeballing me, sm- dog? For your smoking aces fans, yes. What a great uh, movie. What a great movie. What an underrated film. <laughs> the cinnamon bun. <laughs> Don't get me started, man. Don't get me started. Yeah, okay, somebody. Oh, oh, Chris Pine. What so a. So dreamy. He's absolutely nuts in that movie. Oh my god, he is nuts. Ben, Ben, uh, I was going to say Ben Stiller. Ben Affleck's in it for like two minutes, but mm-hmm. he's great in it. He has a great scene with, uh, oh, with sure Chris does. Pine. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah, that is such a good movie. I forgive you, man. <laughs> all right, um, all right. Well, let's get in the box office. This, I love this podcast this week. It's I've flowing. actually been watching something. Oh, see, see how much how great it's been flowing. Yeah, what did you been? What have you watched there? What Les? did you been watching, man? Damn, no, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> so I started watching. Watch? Uh, so there's a comic book show on FX on Hulu oh. called Why the Last Man. And oh I yeah, I wanted that. to watch that. How is that? And then uh, it's it started off horribly. Oh no! And uh, I think Randy and I talked about this the last time we all hung out, and uh, yeah. we brought up how yeah, like for like two walk- hours in my ear, and I was like, shut the fuck up about the show. <laughs> Okay. It was a good podcast. So, so how about how when uh, the Walking Dead first hit and they got lucky with how they were able to hit the ground running with like Frank Darabont and you know those first couple episodes, mm. especially that first episode, a lot of people were really intrigued <laughs> as to what was going to go down. And for this one, I was anticipating it, and uh, it just kind of fell flat. But I've been watching since, and it's all good. It's it's legit. Uh, ultimately, the idea is that all the men on the planet just drop dead. A disease hits all the males of every species. So even male animals die. And uh, one person is left. His name is Yorick. And he has his little monkey who's a male also named Ampersand. And shenanigans ensue. I love the name, though. Ampersand's a cool name. That's a great name. And then I saw it uh, watching uh, Reservation Dogs also. Which, if you're a fan of Atlanta... In any of the other cool FX shows, Reservation Dogs is really good. It's actually really, really good. I saw uh, FX had this whole, like, this is everything on our channel kind of commercial. And I saw some Atlanta stuff that I haven't seen before. So I'm assuming that's for this upcoming season. Really cool, man. I, I cannot wait till Atlanta comes back. They got a pretty good lineup. FX has yeah, a solid Yeah, they sure lineup. do. I was going to say, I totally forgot that I watched the uh, first episode of Why the Last Man because it was so forgettable. 
<laughs> it was so like if you've read the books like that doesn't happen so the whole time i'm just kind of like uh i don't need to know why it happened or how it happened just get right. into like the story but yes. yeah did you stick uh stick with it are you watching it still or or no yeah i have like the first like 45 issues of it i've been like that's like one of the only graphic novels that i've kept over like the years so I didn't, but I didn't realize the show was coming out. So I'm going to watch more of it. But that first okay. episode just wasn't yeah. like, okay, I need to binge this. I'm just going to watch it when I get around to it. Yeah, I immediately I, just said, I'm going to watch the second episode just to, you know what, this can't be this. Like, I just don't want to leave yeah. it at that. You know, you got to give it that second episode to, you know, either make or break you from there. You were right about Yorick, though. Yeah. Yeah. I have yeah. been, I, I made a mistake. I have been watching, um, Walking Dead. I'm up to date with Walking Dead, so I watched a couple episodes of Walking Dead. And this season, I mean, uh, I'm I'm enjoying the season. It doesn't seem like an end of the show season so far, and it's really alarming because it's four episodes in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know how they're going to wrap things up so quickly. But it's their uh, last season we'll now. Yeah, this is the the last of the the beginning of the end is what they're saying. But, but I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I believe they have another show. What is it like Beyond the Walking Dead or something like that? And that's Beyond the World or just the World Beyond. They still have fear, and then yeah, uh, I I think the World Beyond is is going to. I think it's in its final season as well. And Daryl and Carol are going to have their own show. So Mm -hmm. that's happening. Not really done. It's just kind of yeah. I guess (laughs) new contracts and those those Rick movies are still out there. I don't know what they're doing with that. I don't think those are going to happen. I don't think so either. But you know what did happen? Shang-Chi or Shang-Chi, the proper way of saying it. 21.7 million. Again, this is the third week where it's done really well. 21.7 million. Free Guy, 5.1 million. Cry Macho, which, boo, your parents went and saw while we were in Santa Barbara, and they uh, said it was dog shit. Candyman, (laughs) 3.5 million. And uh, Malignant. Uh, is uh, around uh, 2.7 million. Here's the crazy thing, though, guys. Shang Chi just hit 300 million. Free Guy has hit 300 million internationally. It is a huge success. Huge success. I and it, it's been consistent. If you've noticed, Free Guy has been number one for three weeks in a row, and then number two now for three weeks in a row. It's consistently making money. So Ryan Reynolds is making money for Disney because it's a Fox Studios. Uh, right. film and it's all over disneyland uh when you walk in they have free guy stuff everywhere uh right before you get into the park yeah so yeah they're making good money uh from shang chi and free guy that's for sure and i think it's time to jump into some star wars talk there has been some stuff that has gone down there's been some stuff visions obviously came out nine episodes unbelievable and uh, we have some other stuff that Kylo, uh, can you get Eric to, to do his job? Go ahead, Kylo. It's time for Eric's Star Wars Report. You know, that's kind of hurtful, man. <laughs> um, I think you could have phrased that many different ways that weren't like a direct attack on me. But you know what? What ups, man? So, yeah, we had Star Wars Visions that came out. So that was neat. And uh I don't know how many of them everybody got to watch. I checked them all out. And I'll say this. The minute that I start feeling guilty about uh, doing personal stuff on company time, man, my 
I'm really going to be in trouble. So thank goodness for that. Right. I'm just kidding. If my boss is listening to this, I'm sure I'm fired regardless. Uh, but before we jump into that, man, really cool news popped up today that uh, Ludwig Gornson is the composer for the book of Boba Fett. Oh, How about that? Which, um, you know, I think, and it's kind of a no brainer because they, you know, said tonally, it's very much like a Mandalorian season 2.5 kind of thing. So I think that continuity will feel really mm-hmm. good. Um, I think he's definitely got that whole Mandalorian mystique thing down as far as like his experimentation with instrumentation. I mean, when's the last time with the exception? I mean, like Stairway to Heaven was the last one I can think of where a recorder was part of one of the most dope tunes of all time. So, (laughs) right, right. That's true. Recorder. The recorder. Cool. It is, dude. My my little girls, they her class is learning songs on the recorder, but they're not allowed to bring them home. So thank you, school. <laughs> Appreciate <laughs> it very much. <laughs> also says something about the school funding issues we have. Yeah, Those that's that's a good point. Five dollars. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, these are these are Stradivarius. i didn't know that there was another level of recorder i'm sorry yeah you know after after he got done crafting all those violins he's like we better make some recorders uh so now here's here's a thing man before we before we head into visions uh there's a developer a game developer called quantic dream and i've heard king tom uh dump some news on us that uh i don't know kind of the circles they are lifted up by but regardless the rumor is and it's come from several different directions that uh they are developing a star wars game that and here is um a quote from uh kotaku who says quote won't be the conventional type of quick time event driven game we've come to expect from the french studio and blah 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 the game will have more traditional action gameplay and possibly even open world and multiplayer elements and that is literally all we know about it uh well except for the fact that they've apparently it's been in development for the past 18 months but past that we have no Hmm. idea that's a scary one so i'm wondering if you know, once the EA exclusive license comes to a close in 20, I, I don't know if it's like December 31, 2022, or for our international friends, 31 December 2022, or if it's just sometime next year when that ends, when other uh, other studios can start making Star Wars games, if we're just going to get like an onslaught of them. That that's great that they let other companies develop and be in pre-development, even though the contract is still um, yeah. Tight. Well, that's pretty cool, and it just makes sense though because the the exclusivity is only related to sales, right? You know what I mean? Release. Because they would right. that would be a terrible move on their part yeah, to maintain point. that exclusivity all the way up until the contract expires, and suddenly now you've got a four year gap before another Star Wars game comes out. Because yep. man, I don't know what time get, length of time it takes to you know do development for a lot of these titles, but the better they I are, see, the I can see the a company being is. a dick and well, they're bidding for Star Wars, so they don't have 
the choice to to be bitchy about their contract and the negotiations of that. I'm I'm sure. And there's no way Disney is going to agree to a contract that doesn't allow them to right. start working on new projects <laughs> right, before right, the right. end of that contract. That's way too big of a franchise for that to be right. Right, right, right. They, yeah, they yeah. can pick and choose what they want to do. Yeah. Well, and here's here's the thing too, man. You know, I'm a big video game guy, and it's EA's had this exclusive license since the the Disney acquisition, since a new era of Star Wars games. It's not like we've had a ton. Nope. No, yeah, man. I mean the 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 really good ones, Battlefront Two and uh, Jedi Fallen Order, and well then Squadrons. That it, it, it was good at what it did. It was great. But, yeah, great. Maybe I should get back into it then. Yeah. Um. But uh, <laughs> it, w- that's it though. Yeah, I think you know because I mean? that what happened is they put all their eggs into the basket that they were going to develop a small amount of games and support them over the course of the next like five, six years. Mm-hmm. And when that fell through against like their whole entire business model, then they just had to kind of like just start throwing shit together. That's why you saw all these like small games that were like Jedi fallen order for as cool as it is. It's still a very small game and it only had like a two year development cycle, I believe, which is uh, or it might've had a little bit more, but on the scope of most games, it's pretty small in comparison. Yeah, I mean, because it's it, it's pretend open world in the, yeah. it's the fact that you can go to any of the places you want in whatever order, but it's still very much path-oriented. There's not a lot of wandering around you can do. But, uh, it, it, yeah, it, when you think about it, it doesn't, it's not as massive as it appears when you're stuck in it. Yeah, but it is. It is fun. I'll give it that, man. They did a great job with the mechanics in that game. If you ever want to give it a go and you haven't, definitely check it out. I don't know. I don't have a PS uh, four or five, but like with Xbox, it's on EA Play, which is part of the Game Pass, and that's definitely worth checking it out for free. So I would give that a go. But so obviously the big news right now is star wars visions we've got got all nine episodes from uh I, what time did they come out midnight well, your guys time yeah. 11 uh man that five extra minutes probably really helped out um so man i checked them out and i want to know what everybody else thought well i'll go first um I'm not into anime, but it it made me feel like it, this was a gateway to get into anime, sp- specific styles of anime. Like we saw the duel, less than I, during the reactions. We saw the duel, we saw the elder, we saw Tatooine Rhapsody, and then we saw the very last one, which I forgot what it was called. Ekikiria or something like that. Akiria or something like that. We saw those ones. Now I like Akakiri. all of them. Akakiri, yeah. yeah. It's hard for me to say Kiri because in in Farsi and Persian is not a yeah. good word to say. Um, Can you tell so, us what the word means? No, I cannot uh, because it's pretty offensive. Um, but yeah, no, it's not good. But I will say I did not enjoy the Tattooing Rhapsody. I didn't enjoy the style of it. I didn't enjoy that kind of animation and that, that I mean that kind of anime. That's the anime where I look at that kind of anime and it turns me off and I just turn it off. Like that that is what I think of when I see anime and I go, nope, I don't like this. 
But the other ones absolutely digged it. The the duel, the first one, it was beautiful, man. It was so cool how they did that. I watched it again uh, today. It was, it was one. It was fantastic, and I liked the elder was really rad. David Harbor was phenomenal in it, and I liked the uh, the, the yeah the last one too. It was cool. It's kind of slow. The last one's kind of slow, but it was it was it was cool to see the. I think Les mentioned this last night. The the repeat of pretty much what Palpatine did to Vader uh, play out in it in this different storyline, uh, which is cool. So yeah, I dig him. I, I haven't seen the rest of them, and I'm I'm pretty excited to, uh, and and. If anime is going to be like that, then I'm all in. And I like that it's adult. Um, all of them except for that Rhapsody one felt very adult to me. Um, people are dying. There's some adult themes. Uh, it's very dark. Uh, so, yeah, that's my take. Anime, anime already is like that. I'm not trying to be a douche, but it, it really, it really <laughs> is a Raj. So it's already at that level. I get it If pe- for a lot of fans or a lot of people out there... If, if it's something that you just don't see yourself watching, you have to understand that there's a, there's all these elements that get added to anime that you just won't get in our cartoons, even the ones that are quote for us. So uh, for those of us that do watch anime, there's elements of there's, there's sexual innuendo. There's all kinds of just like there's dirty jokes. There's all kinds of stuff going on in there mm-hmm. that we probably, I mean, we'll get some shows that can pull that off, but to add like, the tone shifts and the drama and also to get you invested in certain characters and to yank them away. In some cases, there's plenty of anime out there where you're watching and a fan favorite, all of a sudden just, you're like, what the hell just happened? Or the villains in most of the anime you get, you can sympathize with. They play the card just the right way to where like, you kind of go, damn it. I can see why he became a villain people were treating him like crap the whole his whole life and mm-hmm. this is what he has to do like it sucks but you're just like uh so again to get star wars and get it dipped in that and in that that like anime skin i guess and to just get it like that treatment like to just get it washed with anime and then say here it is guys this is what we can hand you it's it was pretty cool to see it, you know and Seeing Star Wars that way was so rad to me. It's so mm-hmm. cool and refreshing to see Star Wars in such a different way. It's kind of like Star Wars is what if, in a way. Um, and yeah, I thought it was cool. Uh, you're right. So my take on it is this, man. Um, it, visually, they were all really, really cool. Each one had its own like style, and I loved that. Uh, there was a couple of them where... like. They, I, I, I think what I'm trying to say is they try to tell too much story in a certain amount of time and literally none of the elements made sense. Mm-hmm. It's like trope, 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 and, and it's like, okay, well, I don't get how any of this is related. And uh, I don't know, man. I Maybe if I went back and rewatched them, but I, honestly, there's some of them that, that doesn't have a ton of rewatchability for me. Like I'm glad I watched them, but I'm not clamoring to go watch it again, but there are a couple, uh, hang on. I'm trying to pull up the, the list of titles here that my favorite ones were the ninth Jedi. Oh, I didn't see that one. Yeah, which was, that was my favorite too, probably. Yeah, and uh, the t- description is the daughter of a lightsaber smith is pursued by dark forces while on a dangerous mission. It's very good. It's one uh, of the longer ones, too. 
and um, Lop and Ocho, which mm-hmm. is, if you recall in the, the the advertisements we've seen where it's like the rabbit girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It was really cool. Now, there's another one called The Village Bride that like had some amazing visuals and some kind of cool uh like story nods you know like i think this is where this is going but ultimately like the pieces of it a lot of it didn't make sense together it looked great but like there's no suddenly like your main character will do something where the impetus for it almost is non-existent or makes no sense if there is one um tatooine rhapsody like uh it was cute but it it was not great uh and and here's the thing too man the one of the the just based on the description of them that i was looking forward to probably the most was the twins which is twins born into the dark side there are things about that that are really cool but ultimately the payoff it fell a little bit flat for me. The twins personally. felt the most like anime, though. <laughs> like the the shit that happens in the twins. Not to spoil it for anyone, but it's a lot more fantastical. I'm like, oh, okay, this is anime. Okay, yeah, I didn't get to see that yeah. one. If you know what I'm saying, I don't want to ruin it because I'm sure there's a lot of people who haven't seen all of them yet. Right, right. right. Uh, the voice acting of the sister in that one, I love. Right. It is like mm-hmm. like classic. I didn't for that realize that was Alison Brie. Yeah, Alison Brie. The, yeah, um, I watched the English ones. I uh, I was able to watch all of them, and I don't know if I liked having all of them at once. I like a little bit more time to digest my Star Wars, but I felt like I got to do the next one. I got to do the next one. I got to do the next one. Um, mm-hmm. And even though they were like you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes – maybe they would have been better for me i'm not saying because i really liked them i liked watching them um i i'm not huge in anime so a lot of it was new to me but i thought even the ones that i didn't like um i i thought they were very well done and all pretty much all of the lightsaber fights i loved uh the one that probably fell the shortest for me was uh toby one or whatever about the robot who wants to be a Jedi. Um, But even in that one, I really liked the lightsaber fight. It was just the story wasn't doing much for me, but like Eric, Mm. um, I thought the ninth Jedi was the best. Um, The duel, the, um, the elder um, and the Ocho and Lop, you know, the, and I, I liked Tatooine Rhapsody. It wasn't my favorite, but I dug it. Hey, hey, King Tom, did you think the elder, the com- the conversation that Padawan was having with the Jedi, wasn't it just like so? And David Harbor was the was the Jedi, wasn't mm-hmm. it so like just chill? This <laughs> is like back and forth and monotone, and that was uh, the first thing. Not to uh, get that was the first thing I was going to mention. Like that reminds me of old boring 90s anime right there where it's so up its own ass and serious where you're just like oh my god dude yeah no. I, well, I thought i thought that was done purposely and unless yeah. is, is that what that was like, yeah. yeah okay it felt like it, yeah. but i don't know there's always yeah. a character who just like talks like this and- yeah but the but the other the padawan talked like that kind of back to him like 
Really? Okay. No, the, the Padawan really got, you can see the Padawan was like raring to go. And like I said, it's always. Yeah, you want to fight. Yeah. It's always that trope of the master who's teaching the the student, you know, what's going on. And the student's like, I'm ready to fight. I already know what to do. Yeah. I can beat this person. And you're like, yeah, that's true. You no, that I can't even beat this person. So you need to calm down. And it's always, like I said, and there's always that character that just has the monotone, pl- bland. They're just bland. And then when it's time to fight, though, they like reach like seven levels of power. And you're like, what the heck? <laughs> and you just find their true strength. So, right. Yeah. It felt like like Vampire Hunter D or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Like where everyone's just kind of like solemn about everything. It's like, uh... the fight was cool, though. Fight was yeah, cool. Yeah. And, and, the, and the, the, the villain was like, the anti of that was just excited and just like, yeah. yeah, he just, he yeah, just wanted let's to do die. this. You want, to fight? you want to kill somebody or you wanted to die? He, that was He's just like, thing. I yeah. just want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Boo, what'd you think about this? All this craziness. <laughs> yeah. Uh, was it, I think Brittany and I, we only got about three episodes in the last one we saw was the twins. Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree. Tattooing Rhapsody. It, it looked good. It looked good, but it wasn't for me. I thought, I thought some of the shots with, uh, with Boba Fett were pretty fucking cool. Yeah, they were um, crowd surfing and, Boba Fett. Exactly, you can see that. And then uh, the, the the one thing that I did that I did enjoy is the all the action so far has been awesome. There's been some some you know like the you know like Tatooine Rhapsody the the music portion. I guess more of the story has kind of just been it was okay for me. But the action in that one, I was like, this looks really awesome. You know, seeing Slave One and uh, all that. You know, seeing you know Boba Fett going at it. Uh, I think it's actually pretty cool. I've only seen three of them. The twins, the twins, I thought was an interesting idea. If it, it did, it felt the most, uh, I guess, out there. I guess or anime is the best way to put it. Yeah, you guys are right. Um, I thought the duel, the art style, and the duel. I thought that was oh, beautiful, awesome, mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. I, 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 I almost wish that it was kind of a. I, I, I kind of wish that they had uh, not. Uh, made an English dub. I kind of wish that they'd, they'd left it in Japanese and let me read the subtitles. I, I think that would have been awesome. Yes. Uh, just yes, know, not, not give people the option, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Les was talking about that last night. I totally feel, agree, man. I totally need that feel. feel. Of what it should be. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the tone and the feel because it's just, it's different. Yeah. There Again, like I said, with anime, you can, there's so many layers and they put, put so much into them now. I mean, even fight choreography, you saw the fight scenes and the fight choreography in Visions was just on point. The sword fights, mm-hmm. the, the duels mm-hmm. and stuff. That stuff has risen from what Dragon Ball Z used to be where you just see scribbles and you're like, oh yeah, they're fighting. Like Now you actually have like legit hand-to-hand exchanges and it's so much more advanced and it's really awesome to see. Yeah, and then, and then also... A lightsaber having a katana hilt to it. Oh my god! And 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 my understanding is that his lightsaber is ignited the entire time, right? Or is it just as he as he takes it out of the out of the sheath? That's that's when it ignites. I don't know. Either way, I, I think that's what it is, Boo. I think he keeps it in there, and that his sheath is the igniter. Oh, that. So when yes. he pulls it out, it's like. That was so yeah. fucking cool. Yes, some of the some of the the shots in, in in the duel where they focus on certain things. I'm like, oh fuck yeah, that's cool. 
That's so funny. That Sith wearing high heels was like Beyonce out there. It was phenomenal. <laughs> oh, oh and probably could have been. She had the hair. <laughs> That's no, what I'm saying. Yeah, when she was, takes off her, her hood or her cloak thing, yeah. it, it reminded me of, uh, what is it? The, the Bride of Frankenstein. Bride of Frankenstein, yeah. <laughs> that scared the shit out of me. I was like, oh, fuck. This shit's about to be real. And, I know spoilers, but but I, the battle was phenomenal. And oh, it was very, finishing yeah. move. very Revenge of the Sith. That yes. finishing uh, move was yeah. got to be one of the greatest finishing yeah. moves. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was and pretty anything. sick. Anything. I enjoyed the uh, the umbrella. Uh, yes. That was pretty yes. cool. Yeah. But Boo, I know you cool. like that, right? A quick move here, and then all of a sudden put it right there yep. on the chest, and yep. you just it, know you're done. You exact, just know you're done, right? You're just it's like, over. <gasps> okay, we're good. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> One really cool thing about that episode in particular, I think the uh, mocap was particularly mm-hmm. good on that one, and especially with that art style where it's not every right. frame being redrawn. Mm-hmm. Like you get yes, like this watercolor, yes. like drawing pencil kind of look to it. It makes mm-hmm. the uh, mocap in the animation look really close, like an homage to like original like Star Wars filming. They even do like a pan and scan sometimes. Yeah, it's yeah, really, it, it was really cool. Like the way they did the uh, motion, it was, and little sparkles of color everywhere. And, uh, and really work too. Yeah, and to go back to oh, like that the lights. episode. Yeah, with the lights. Yeah. 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 And to go back to that episode, there's always that episode in a lot of anime, especially action anime where the the village is being pushed around mm-hmm. by either the crooked cops or some type of General. thugs or villains and it's always the most unlikely person is the quote leader of the village. Even in mm-hmm. Avatar, yeah. Jet was like the leader of the resistance. And, you know, and it's just this person who has like this motley crew and they think they're the tough ones. And this one, they actually hang, hung with them until the yeah. Sith Lord jumps out. So, like, yeah, it's that's like on... an Akira. That's like an Akira Kurosawa thing ever since like mm-hmm. Seven Samurai. That, right. That's been a yeah. really popular story to uh, yeah. redo. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> in Naruto, they have that. In Bleach, there's that. In Dragon Ball Z, you know, just for me to name a few. In One Piece, uh, there's Voltron. a couple episodes like that. Voltron, for sure. Thundercats, yes. Thundercats. Speed Racer. Ultron 2. Speed Racer. (laughs) (laughs) What I wanted to ask you is, I listened to it with the the earbuds, and the sound design and the the score, phenomenal. Do you agree with me? Oh, in every one of them. Every one of them them. is so unique. The instrumentation, the use of choirs, the uh, thinking outside the box as far as... Mm -hmm. Like even stuff that sounded very Star Warsy on its right. own wasn't just a straight lift out. It, I I really dug that, and like the the technical achievement of the like the mastery that went into making them. Every one of them is great, and the way the lightsabers were handled uh, on every episode. It, it, because they're different you know you had the one the straight up katana ones i did wonder about the one that was being drawn from the sheath because he puts it back in the sheath point first exactly also yeah. uh but i just i thought it was such a unique take on it but even on the um uh, the other episodes that weren't that, that that didn't have it exactly like that just everything about them because let's face it one of the things we all love about star wars is the lightsabers and so it was really cool to see him so heavily featured. There's also a very pervasive running gag that was in several of the episodes. Uh, you know, think uh, happy beeps, buddy. Just kind of think along those lines um, it, that I was glad to see. I think that 
watching them all one after the other could have made that not have been my favorite thing to be popping up in there. But uh, um, ultimately, man, I don't know how I would have felt um, if I spread these out over like a one a week sort of thing. Uh, I don't know how I'm afraid for me, it would have ended up kind of like how, what if is of course now I haven't watched it for three weeks and I'm not super Mm -hmm. concerned about catching up anytime soon yeah and you know i would i wouldn't want that to happen with this where like if i hit one of the episodes that i felt was a little slow and then the next week i'm trying to get the kids out the door to go to school and i forget to watch it and then i get home and have something going on and forget to watch it i don't i don't want that to happen with star wars so i'm glad this is kind of that show though isn't that this is kind of that show it doesn't need like a ton of reverence it's just like a cool idea you don't have to worry mm-hmm. about where it fits in the story just like enjoy it or don't it's i kind of i love that about it right. well and i that is outfit. something i really love about it is that it doesn't have to be canon it doesn't have to right. to be any of that but i don't want to not consume star wars getting made that's just that's a mental thing for me mm-hmm. i think i think since there's nine of them <laughs> i think if there were like three episode <laughs> chunks per week i think that would have worked so I think having all nine at once, I'm like, ah, oh, that's, I'm like, shit. You know, take all I, nine at once. Yeah. It, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So it was, it was one of those where I'm just like, it's a lot of, a lot of shit to watch. Mm. Can't, can't handle all that. I didn't argue with that one, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> you can take it. Um, if I would have seen, if this was a weekly thing and Tatooine Rhapsody came out, I'd be like, fuck. That'd be the oh weekend. Be like, God. come on! I got one minute in, and I was just like, nope, and turned it off. I, I, <laughs> I, that I chi- wanted that to. chibi style is just not my thing, man. Yeah, I don't like that thing either, man. That's a yeah. That's it. It works for some things. Chi- chibi style works for some things. For Funko Pops, that's about it. There you go. That's pretty much. <laughs> it's it. funny. Yeah. It's funny when you hear music that was plainly written in another language, and so in English it doesn't rhyme at all. And uh, it's yeah. like, oh, my gosh, it's just like every poem I ever wrote. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, man, it's but I will say this, like, sonically, it was really neat. Yeah, it was really cool. And it's it's very much a much more wholesome, um, like tenacious D winning them over with our rock kind of yeah. <laughs> kind of story. Yeah. So, you I know, the devil, expecting that. Yeah. Yeah. Jabba had to pay the rent at the end. <laughs> Hey, it just feels knows? like such a fucking crazy transition from that first episode, the duel yeah. to that. Yeah. Like I understand right. yeah. like having the contrast, like, Oh, it's not just this kind of show, but right. then like, if you, most people have the, I think the sensibility of the first one, and then you see that second one, you're like, Oh, fucking hell. Dude. Yeah. But if, I it think was, they, if it went they, the duel to the elder, I think that would have worked. Yeah. But they warned us that a, a rock opera was coming and I don't know what people <laughs> expected other than pretty much what we got. Pod racing, King Tom. A pod rock opera. Right. The thing hey, is, it wasn't. It wasn't a rock, rock opera. Out. No, it, it was like AFI at all. That's a, right. a terrible, a terrible yeah, misnomer. Wizard, it wasn't even a rockumentary. Right. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, I actually, I liked well it. Done, I didn't hate done. it, but it wasn't. Right. Yeah, I was imagining that it was going to be. Like a rock like opera, Boba singing. Yes, that's what I wanted. Yes, yeah, it makes sense because like, at Keys last night I saw sequel. Boba Fett crowd surfing. 
Hey, did oh, you go to a Kings why. of Leon concert last night? No. I oh, Eric remember. did, you mean, right? Eric's the yeah, big Eric fan. Eric did. Eric did. Yeah. So, I've heard a lot about someone going to a Kings of Leon yeah, concert. Eric won't fucking night. stop talking about him. Man. Dude, I know, right? His sex is on fire. Like, what is your like favorite album, or do you c- celebrate them all? Oh, dude, all of them. It's funny, though, because I was telling somebody about it, and they're like, oh, that's right. I remember you saying you liked really terrible music, and I said, I do. Yeah, because so. you like Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> Burn. <laughs> hey, guys, it wasn't supposed to be that. Calm down. I'm just saying. You guys I said terrible music, nice. and the first thing that came up was ter- Taylor Swift. So. I just dude, here's the deal, though, man. Tickets. Taylor Swift is so good at what she does, and mm-hmm. her songwriting is so on great. point. That you, you, you can say anything you she want. Her own music. It. it doesn't. It doesn't. It just bounces off. She like wait, wait, time out. On. She writes her own music. <laughs> let's leave, <laughs> let's leave this to a write-in. If you if you think Tara, Taylor Swift writes her own music, write in <laughs> and tell us all. Write about in it. about it, and then she can use it as a song. <laughs> Fucking hell! I'm stopping now. Sorry, Eric. I just, That's I terrible, man. I mean, I figured you'd at least recognize the uh, um, the whole talent level it takes to do that. She's a great songwriter. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. She's a really good songwriter. Such an asshole, Raj. Can't believe you. Said <laughs> I just, you know, uh, he started. You know, hey, spe- speaking of music, and, and I'll just say terrible music. Yes, Raj. A couple episodes ago, you talked about Kanye West's album, but I will say Drake's release since then was what? is good and also uh i listened to montero from little nas x and damn that's yeah yes he he smokes <laughs> them both he smokes them both i'm sorry he smokes them both wow yep. okay all right in my opinion yes all right well i don't even know what to think man this <laughs> <laughs> Just I'm going to keep listening south. to Puddle of Mud and just be happy where I am. Oh, man. See, you know, why you got to ruin it like that? Why you just got to? I try to bring that, it back. What was that Puddle of Mud stratospheric. I don't know. They don't even know. No one's asking. No, they, they had one He song. hates me was there. Ah. Was oh, really? One of their big she ones. hates me. Yeah. There was a song of Roger. Would... <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm What's that? I don't, like, I don't like Puddle of Mud. How many times did you see him live? Never. <laughs> if he hasn't seen them live, that means he has absolutely no love for them. <laughs> That's so true. He's seen everyone live. He's seen That's the so Spin true. Doctors live. Yes. Numerous times. Hey. <laughs> yes. Not numerous times. I saw numerous. half the show and I walked out. They were awful. It's more than anyone should ever have to watch. <laughs> yep. and, and you're 100% right about that. <laughs> it was so bad. He was barefoot walking around with flowers and shit and this is not good. He seems like that kind of guy. Dude, I was in a band. We did Two Princes and we did uh, uh oh. what was the other one we did? What was their other big hit? I'm so glad I don't Three know. Princes. Dude. Uh, oh, oh, it's Little Miss Can't Be Wrong. Yeah, was that one we did? You there's only two songs you had <laughs> to have done that one, man. <laughs> oh, Little Miss Little Miss Can't Be Wrong. Oh god, that's true. It's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> Um, I think Blurry is probably the Puddle of Mud song you're thinking of. Blurry. Blurry. That's how yeah. Blurry go. Um, it's got that Everything really cool. So blurry. Yeah, it's got the really cool guitar it. harmonic. The guitar mm-hmm. harmonic riff at the That's beginning. That's what I was going to say. At one point, back way back in the day, Roger, when we first started working together, I remember you yeah. just 
humming that shit constantly well, yeah, for like dude. three days. That, that's that's the type of song that gets in your head and you just can't get it out, and it just like drives <laughs> you crazy. Exactly like that. Every every time. My whole world surrounds you. You can be my someone. Yeah, that's it. That's fucking horrible. Not because of the way you're singing it, just in general, it sounds. It went on for a couple. It went on for a couple of days. It went strong. Dude, things didn't work out so good for Wes, man. He he's from Kansas City, and like he once the money fell apart, he just. Uh, he got evicted from his house and he like was in the news at this place and trying to break in. And the, he doesn't own this place anymore because the bank deemed that he no longer owned it. And the cops no. are there and he's like, they took my fucking house, man. It's mm. <laughs> is that the lead <laughs> singer the dude of, from Puddle yeah. of Mud? Puddle of yeah. Mud. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's horrible. That's horrible. That is horrible. Dang. Well, Visions was good. (laughs) (laughs) We went off such a tangent right now. Fucking talking about so much. 20 minutes ago, we talked about Visions. Oh, my God. Uh. Randy, did you just start scat singing the the Spin Doctors thing? Oh, I always do that. Don't mind me. Yeah. Yeah, that's, my, that's my thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going. Gin Blossoms go- opened up for for uh, Spin Doctors. Gin you Blossoms is better than the Spin Doctors. Oh, definitely. I, I st- I obviously, I stayed through sp- sp- Gin Blossom. Okay. And then, um, and then, yeah, sp- Spin Doctors came on, and he started. It was just, it was god awful. Really quick man, question weird. for Tom. Tom, favorite Weezer album? <laughs> Blue. Blue. Okay, what's the second one? Okay, human. Really? Blue, okay, human, white, Pinkerton, make believe. Everything will be all right in the end. You'd put make believe over everything will be all right in the end. Yes. Beverly Hills. Uh, except for two songs on make believe. All right, man. I like that new wave song they do on that album. But mm-hmm. other than that, I don't. I don't know about that album, man. No, no I just we we've never talked about. It. I was curious what your favorite one. That's I how really I'm like everything. Right I really like everything. Will be all right in the end. I re- I really like it too. Um, parts of it didn't stick as well. Like I liked certain songs at first, and then they kind of. I don't listen to those songs as much as I do any now, um, mm-hmm. or as much as I did back then. But I I still really really like like it. That's how I feel every fi- every podcast in the first five minutes. <laughs> Everything will be so right do we. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have an email from OG Rob, guys. Hey Seth List, OG I finished Rob. Rebels. A- yeah, OG Rob, I finished Rebels a couple weeks ago and was really surprised by how much I enjoyed it and got invested in the characters. I know from talking to Sal that this is as far as we go with the ghost crew. So I definitely like to see some of the storylines continue in animation or live action. Guys, please don't tell me I need to watch resistance. If <laughs> I will, if you say it's good as rebels, but fair warning, I will just get salty. If I have to watch 40 episodes and the characters 
are not as the same level as Sabine and Thrawn. Um, well, then don't watch it, buddy. Was yeah. Resistance ever good? You know what? It was. It's mm-hmm. uh, It started out being billed as one thing, and then it sort of pretty quickly turned into another mm-hmm. thing. But ultimately, there were some pretty decent stakes involved. Uh, the last couple of episodes, man, lots of stormtroopers getting killed, which I didn't think would happen in the show. And not in a, oh man, it was dark and gritty. It it was still, the show managed to be cute and funny and my kids dug it. And I'm glad that it's a thing and I'm glad that we watched it. I'm not rushing out to go watch it again immediately, but it's a, worth a watch. If you're like, man, I could use some good wholesome Star Wars, take a look at it. And it very much like Rebels is one of those shows where being able to see a string of them at a time will make the show feel more cohesive and make you appreciate it more than spacing them out from week to week. Because admittedly, some of the episodes doesn't seem like the story's going anywhere. Yeah. Resistance was probably the first visual star Wars thing where I realized that a, not everything star Wars was for me and B not everything had this huge plot in the myth- in the mythology of Star Wars overall, and once I realized those two things, I was much better um, with it. Like Eric said, I thought it would be one thing; it was another thing, um, and I it wasn't where like Rebels, where I'd watch it as soon as I could. There's a new Resistance; I'll watch it when I can. Um, and there were parts of it that I blocked out and just enjoyed it for what it was. And yeah, it's. It's an enjoyable um, story overall. It does go. It doesn't feel like it's going somewhere at the beginning. It does go somewhere at the end, and um, they even use some of the characters in the um, Rise of Skywalker novelization, which was pretty interesting. Oh yeah, I forgot for one or two one or two paragraphs. That's it. But they show up at the end. (laughs) Hmm. So, sorry, Rush. Go ahead. No, no, no. It's okay. No, so I was you, just going to continue. Do they cut? Is there any chance of a uh, like Rob was asking for them to come back in another animation? Oh yeah, not the Resistance crew, but yeah, the Rebels crew definitely. Yeah. yeah. Well, I thought we'd be seeing the Rebels crew in some of the live action stuff. We are going to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, his email keeps going here. Speaking of whom, I would like more Thrawn content, but not sure if I'm ready to dive into Star Wars literature. Then again, I never thought I'd get into the animation, so I'm at a crossroads. Do I stay at my level of fandom or ramp it up? Any advice? 100%, if you're into Thrawn, you need to read all the books. They're phenomenal. Just absolutely phenomenal. And the, and um, if you want to do the audiobooks, the guy that portrays Thrawn kicks ass. He's great. If you're not, if you're not sure if you want to get into the books, uh, Marvel did an adaptation of that first Thrawn novel. Oh, I didn't. Might be easier. Yeah, that might be easier to get into. Oh shit! I did not know that. Um, Here's a question. Question for the three hardcore guys: Raj, King, Tom, and Eric. Oh, and Randy, if you're there, at what point did you know that Star Wars was going to be a significant part of your life journey? Was it a particular movie, character, comic, or toy? That was that prompt you. 
um, for the events over time. Boo, hope you're enjoying San Diego. Let's keep you. hitting the books. It's going to pay off. As always, stay safe. Gym. And the gym. Actually, he's reading the books <laughs> at the gym. It's pretty cool. <laughs> and that was OG Rob. I will, I'll go first on this. I knew when I saw Return of the Jedi in the theaters that it would change my life. Uh, just seeing things in that scale going to a movie and waiting in line for, for three hours um, to get in and seeing how, how important it was for other people that was you know older than me and they were so into it. I walked out of there like, oh my God, this is uh, <laughs> this can be real. I always thought when I walked out of Star Wars movies, I look up and, and when I was a kid, I go, well, this could be going on somewhere up there. Um, so yeah, it was for me, it was Jedi for sure. How about you guys? Um, I would say, I, I mean, I always liked it when I was a kid, especially when I was a teenager, but probably when I went to the first celebration, I was like, oh, okay. Like most of the fans were all really cool. And then I realized I, my point being is that it was just like kind of a pop culture thing, but become a significant part of my life. The convention kind of is what changed my perspective on that. Cool. Awesome. Uh, How about you, for Aaron? me, for me, man, I, you know, I saw the original star Wars in theaters and, um, right away i was at that perfect age where it like turned my whole world upside down and i was super into it for such a long time and then once sort of like my fandom i guess for lack of a better word went to sleep when i got a little older uh it wasn't until like the force awakens was getting ready to come out that it got ramped up to a million after that and you know as an adult i've got a lot more income and a lot more of my own time to dedicate to things like that and so that's when it like really really took off big time but it, i mean yeah. honestly since i just i because i could still remember seeing star wars in theaters when i was a kid i remember that that very well like being in the theater for the experience that's how much it impacted me because you know let's just be real that was a long ass time ago <laughs> right yeah i was born in 77 and like it was the first movie i went to always got star wars toys for christmas and return of the jedi came out when i was in kindergarten and i was hugely into it then like First grade, I started getting into He-Man, Voltron, G.I. Joe, things like that. Oh, but then yeah. it wasn't until maybe fifth or sixth grade, I got a box of old comics. And there were a bunch of the original Star oh, yeah. Wars Marvel comics in there. And I started reading them. And then I wanted to like rent the movie. And I got into it again. And I started realizing like all the things, like the morals that I had been learning and teaching myself came from Star Wars. Hmm. And that, like, I adapt whatever I learned, I had adapted early on through what I saw on screen in Star Wars. And, like, you didn't even kiss your sister, did you? No. Okay, good. Didn't have a sister at that time, thankfully. Okay, good, thank God. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it was just like I didn't realize that, yes, this thing that I was hugely into also affected the way I looked at things. Because I was mm. too, too young and stupid to realize it that at that age, and it wasn't until later. And yeah, I mean, it was only looking back on it. It was this very small portion of my life that I was out of Star Wars, you know, four or five years. Uh, but then when I was back in, 
you know they weren't ma- they weren't making new Star Wars things at that time, but I was still right. trying to get more into it. When you say yeah, that, like, what do you what do you mean like by what you learned by the movies? You mean like moral compass, or do you mean moral compass? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what, what would Luke do? What would Yoda say? What would Yoda preach? Something like that, right? Right. Yeah, that, you know, that was the same look, look at what people are doing. Would they be the Empire or the Rebellion? Mm. Got it. Yeah, that's cool. And then uh, Les and Boo, you you guys weren't crazy diehards into it, but when was it where you knew it was different? Like, because Star Wars is different. Like, I always tell Lorena this. Well, she tells me this. Every time it pops up in pop culture, she looks at me and goes, there it is again. It's everywhere, man. I mean, everywhere. Every show, even if it's a dramatic Scorsese film, they'll say Jedi Mind Tricks or that's some Yoda shit. Or the, like it's everywhere. Like where? When did you guys know? I'll start with you last first. Where it, this was a little different than, than other fandoms. I don't. I don't know how to answer that because when I was younger, and I first saw Star Wars, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I my obviously my life is everybody's lives are different, but mm-hmm. I didn't get to go to the theater. I didn't when I was younger. I didn't get to go to the theater. I didn't actually see. A movie in a theater until I was twelve, and that was a uh, Batman. So that was Michael Keaton, oh, Tim Burton's Batman. Right. That was my actual first theater experience. And so, I'm sure that just blew your oh, mind wow. too. Yes. So for me, uh, it was we either happened to be staying at someone's house and they had the VHS, or they had mm-hmm. a working TV, or they paid their electric bill and we were able to watch TV, and it was on. But I remember when I first saw. Star Wars. I wanted to be Luke Skywalker so bad. Like I just <laughs> wanted to be that guy. I don't care. I wanted to swing across with the girl on me and all that stuff. <laughs> and I was totally. And that's how far behind I was in everything. So I totally thought Leia was his girl. I I totally thought Leia was his girl. Oh, like up until you had seen the movies. Up until I saw. Oh yeah. Why wouldn't you have thought, thought that? Yeah, and then as yeah. as so like you all probably got to go see empire in the theater when it came no out. no or, i was, too, or, I was too, young. too young for that okay but you know what i'm saying everyone's experiences were different as yeah. far as like how they consumed it uh right. but i will say i just didn't know how massive the property is like i <laughs> it wasn't though <laughs> at the like time. but over time this 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 undercurrent of all this mm-hmm. other stuff so like i started liking comics yeah. and and reading comics and just consuming as much as I could wherever they were. If they were at someone else's house, I'd pick it up. And as long as we were there, I'd try to blaze through as many issues as I could. And, you know, this whole time there's, there's Star Wars going on. And, you know, they would always just replay the, the three movies, the three movies. And at some point it just became, okay, listen, for me, I look at, like you said, it's a galaxy of geekdom. I look at all of it as something significant in my life and as something that, I can't, I need to be able to venture to every corner of geekdom. And Star Wars has its own massive, massive star system in this galaxy that, you know, we all, that like we say, galaxy of geekdom. It just has this massive spot. So, yeah, once I saw how big the property could get, I was like, there's no way I'm going to cover all of this. But you know what? It's here. <laughs> and whatever else comes around, uh, I, I choose to consume it through vis- uh, visually. Maybe I'll never get into the books, but you know what? There's animation now, and I just might start watching all of that, especially right. after 
that's that, that ride we had with the Bad Batch. Yeah. How about cosplay? <laughs> crossplay? No, no. <laughs> Did you say cosplay Cos- or crossplay? Cosplay. I'm like, huh? When I want you to become the biggest cosplay fan, fan on this podcast. <laughs> oh, that would be rad. much I could do, gentlemen. You Maybe be Wrecker. Wrecker. Yeah, you can. Wrecker. Yeah, <laughs> short Wrecker. So, All right, Boo Sabine. and I can be Wrecker. Yeah, I'll be short oh, Wrecker no. and Boo can be just Wreck. Or Wreck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yeah, there ain't much there. <laughs> How about you, Boo? When was it, like, when did it hit you? Uh, so, what is it? The, the, the first Star Wars I saw was A New Hope on TV. Um, on TV, probably TNT, TBS, Fox, whoever was was showing it at the time. Spike, yeah, Spike was playing every night. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they they would have marathons all the time. Yeah, this little Spike TV. That's right. Um, so yeah, so the first time I saw it was there, and it was one of the first movies as a kid. I was probably 10, 12, something like that. Um, where I'm like, I love every part of this. I'm like, this is so cool, and it's just. That's the thing, you know, because George Lucas is a genius because he makes it for, you know, the 12 year old. And it's true because I was just I was like, I want to know more. I want to see more. It just it was just so enthralling for 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 me at that age. I was just like, everything in this is so cool. I want to know so much. I want to know what this guy is doing. How does you know, where do these lightsabers come from? You know, they talk about the force. I'm like, I want to know more about that. What is that? What does it mean? What is, you know, what happened to Obi-Wan? I was like, motherfucker just disappeared. <laughs> you know, and then the, <laughs> what is it? It just continues to build more and more of epicness, to be honest. You know, you you, you know, you have the, the space battle. You see the giant Death Star, you know, within, I think, the first 20 minutes, 30 minutes, they blow up a fucking planet. You're like, Holy shit. So I, I just think the the increase of, of incredible stuff, especially for me at that age, was just like I was sold, just sold. I was like, I want to know more. I want to I want to be part of more. And it, and I was so happy yeah. that the was it the first Star Wars I actually saw in theaters was Revenge of the Sith. And I was just like, all right, cool. I, I get to see one. I get to see one. And I was like, all right, I. I got one. I got one, folks. And then, you know, it was a, the, the sequel trilogy came out. But, uh, yeah. So, yeah, from from then, from just how, how engrossing and just how epic it was at that time for me, that's when I was sold. That's a, interesting. Right. Because, like, the way they – that's one thing that I think Star Wars did really well, especially for, like, young boys and girls. They made a world that you wanted to – like playing, whether it was like imagination or fucking buying the toys, you wanted to be part of that world because it seemed so open for interpretation as a kid, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, and even as an adult. And that's the I genius of it. That was a thing that struck me during Visions, especially watching the one I couldn't get into, and the the Toby one or whatever it is, is that it was all these people's imaginations getting to play mm-hmm. in a universe inspired by Star Wars and. I just thought that was great. That is really cool. Man, I was so into it. And I think I've said this before. I used to record New Hope on a cassette in right. front of my television and listen to it every night when I would go to bed because my parents would not let me watch TV after 9 o'clock. So I'd put the oh, cassette. Oh, that's when all the good stuff comes on, though, man. Right. Skinamax, bro. Come on. But see, okay, but, yeah, that's man, not living that awesome. it, Raj. Like, that's literally yeah. living it. I, I don't... Th- yeah, I just didn't have that 
And you know what? I remember having all the toys. I remember one Christmas we got all the action figures and I got to set them up on a display shelf. And within a year, that whole thing just fell apart. And yeah. those toys got lost in the whirlwind of what happened for me in that time span. So, it, you know, right. it, I was there. Maybe I was right there to be in just as hard. Yeah. Or just as well, you're there now. In love. You're up at 12 o'clock watching cartoons. So. <laughs> Making thumbnails. Yeah, that's true. Making thumbnails. <laughs> making, you're making thumbnails, thumbnails now, bro. That's right, man. You're you're Let's in it. You're in it to win it. <laughs> you guys should see what ends up on the cutting room floor if they're not oh, thumbnails. <laughs> you got to nah, see the behind the music of the thumbnails, dude. Oh man, it's no one wants to know how the sausage is made, man. The process uh, of where your burger comes from, everyone. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> making thumbnails. Oh, that's the. That's that's the next level. That's the ultimate stage right there is making thumbnails. That is the ultimate stage, it's the man. Selfie. It's, the, it's the actual like that, It's the glow, you know, glow around to decide what color glow we need to be put around us. Because you got to have the glow. So the fact yeah, that reaction. I can take 25 damned selfies. Right. And make sure Wouldn't I don't doubt. repeat the exact same pose. And here's the thing. <laughs> We've done it so much. He sends me his shit that he's already taken like three weeks ago. Uh, so I have to get it and I flip it. I flip it from one from left to right. So it looks he sends you, you old know. selfies. Yeah, he, he tried to pull off two selfies Come the other day. On, I don't bro. know. I told, no. you, I, I told you that wasn't going to be able to. I'll have a new. He's like, I haven't. I've sent you these two. I haven't seen them in our I'm not, catalog. I'm not, in the, I'm not in the creative flow process to be able to take the selfies that need to be taken. My flow <laughs> so state is not up. there. I've actually just been <laughs> Cindy Crawford and shit over here. Hey, the uh, visions thumbnail. I'm very proud of it though. I am very proud of the visions thumbnail. It's pretty, pretty epic. We have an email from our boy, Neil. Uh, here, here it is. This is a little different than what I usually write or call in about, but I wanted to sh- do a shout out to a great musical talent. I found on YouTube. His name is Vincent Moretto. Uh, he does heavy metal guitar covers and music from movies, video games, anime, etc. And they are all really good. I linked one of his t- uh, one of his take on this takes on the theme of Rohan from the Lord of the Rings. Have a great day and keep kicking ass. And that's Neil. Thank you so much. So here's a little bit of uh, Neil's uh, little suggestion. Uh, rocked out, Eric. You being the stud musician that you are, what did you think about that? Um, 
That was a cra- crazy looking guitar that he had. Yes, it had like fan shaped frets to, to like improve the intonation. So it's a what had like eight strings, I think, and it's longer yeah, scale. And they the, the frets are angled like that because you it's a whole bunch of math and geometry goes into laying out a fretboard. For me personally, um, the mix was terrible. I like there was all these intricate guitar parts going on and they just he he did not do himself any favors on the mix at all. Um he's real good at what he does. I'm just like not hip to it. Um there's a lot of people out there doing similar things uh better than that. Um but uh but yeah, I I get, I get the idea. Yeah, and and Neil, if you haven't seen this yet, I know Tom Marilla Marillo um, and Brad Paisley and a, a Scott Ian, bunch of stud guitarists for the last episode of, of Game of Thrones. They do the entire theme of Game of Thrones together. Um, and it's pretty amazing. And you can check that out on YouTube. I don't know if you've seen it. I know Eric has seen it. Um, mm. It's pretty rad. Hey, but Eric, think- were, were you okay with how high he was holding his guitar? Well, there's certain things. Was he things. stopping the bass? Are we, re- we, we going there? Yeah, it was the best man. It was a little high, but you know what though, man? Uh, when it when it comes it like time, Inko style. When it comes time to uh, like really record you some chops and stuff, there, yeah, I got to get my guitar up higher, and you know, so you got to tie a sock around the nut of the guitar so that the open <laughs> strings aren't ringing out, you know, and wrecking your <laughs> really? deal. Oh, oh yeah. Well, I, I would say talent like that, man. I mean, I just it felt it like that's why I asked you guys. It feels like there's not enough guitars on that thing. And I think that was my big complaint. And uh, as a lighting video, I think maybe a little less blue. <laughs> there's a lot of blue. The, uh, um, do you, so like on the, on the, the, this one EP I recorded, man, there's this one passage that where, I mean, it's just burning and I could not get it as clean as I wanted. I would hear like sympathetic vibration of the open strings. So I had to tie, um, a sock around the the fretboard to mute the string so that's that's a real thing um never heard that the uh oh yeah dude it's very common i mean hell a lot of these like stunt guitar players you'll see have like a fat scrunchie around their headstock that they scoot down onto the strings when they're doing all right. the two-hand stuff to keep the strings open strings from ringing out um if you want to hear somebody take a symphonic piece and replicate it with guitars you'd be hard pressed to find anybody better at it than galactic empire because here's the deal they faithfully recreate the um the actual orchestration just except it's all guitars and bass but the like the they got more money behind them than this dude this dude i'm sure like you, you know god i feel like i'm just totally crafting on this but uh their their mix and execution are so good yeah i've seen them i've heard them they're unbelievable (sighs) okay great well this is a good segue i'm glad you sent that neil because howard shore is in talks to score lord of the rings tv show so which is a big deal especially if you're a lord of the rings fan because right you know howard shore is a phenomenal composer and once you hear that theme you know what you're listening to and that style and it it'd be it'd behoove them to to make sure that they have him do the score to this thing for all your Lord of the Rings fans. And when is this thing coming out? By the way, hey, I'm, not sure. Sure. I'm not sure. Twenty twenty two, sometime around twenty twenty two. It was a boo bit, but I don't fucking remember. 
don't fucking okay. know. Yeah. Well, it's coming out soon. Okay, I think it's time to end this thing with What If Episode 7. I might be the only one that hasn't seen this thing, but people are shaking their heads. They don't like it. Les, have you seen it? No, I have not seen it. So, Okay, yeah. Les and I were going to do a reaction video to this. People, man, let me tell you, people that listen to this podcast that watch our reaction videos, we apologize for not doing What If. We got bombarded a little bit yeah. today for skipping What If and going to Visions. Um we yeah, made are it, you guys committed or not? Stayed up till well, it, was like so, it was like so. It was like so. Chase the money, don't you? Yeah, right. I, I'll then, go know. on record as saying as maybe we should just do it for shits and giggles. Well, it depends on what we hear about this episode first. Let's let's see if it's worthy of our thumbnail. King Tom, what'd you think about this? I liked it. Okay. Um, it one vote. Okay, I, I'm trying to. I don't want to spoil anything. Okay. Um, it was entertaining and fun. It had a. It was a huge departure from the movie, which you know, as as we said, that's one of the things I'm looking for. I'm looking for something that doesn't follow the exact line of the movie. Um, it took a a bunch of pieces of the Marvel Cinematic Universe at one point in time and threw them all together, and it was. It was it was lighthearted. And I think that's what one of the problems that people have with it is. Um and yeah, there there was the big like, okay, what the hell moment at the end that spells certain doom for everyone on Earth and in the galaxy, but uh I was able to ignore that for the most part, even though I'm wondering how the hell that happened. Uh is this the party Thor episode? Yes, mm-hmm. Party okay. Thor. Does he DJ at all? No, but somebody does. Somebody does. Yeah. Oh, there's a there's a DJ. There's, there's a DJ. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, oh, I'm, I mean, I'm excited is, about this that. Would, this would probably put, you know, your your vacations yeah. back pre-COVID days when you were going on vacation every day, to, every yeah. every other right. week. Those put Thor's party to shame. But Thor, Thor doesn't do too bad for himself. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm pretty excited about this one. Well, now I got to check it out. I'm yeah, back now. To be fair for like Thor being as powerful as he is, his level of parting isn't that impressive. Hmm. I expected That's a little bit about. more from Thor when he was actually partying. He does have mm. magical beer though that never goes away or never oh, runs yeah. out. So that was well, no, that was Doctor Strange. Well, but he mentions he mentions it when they land. He's like, Oh, you can keep oh, drinking okay. it. <laughs> it's magic, huzzah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, see, this sounds like a phenomenal episode right now. Randy, I like having a. Uh, it's it's so lighthearted. I think, like Tom was saying, it's one. It's not like gonna be one where you leave at the end. You're like, oh man, that was kind of miserable. Mm-hmm. Like it's not challenging at all. It's just a okay, fun okay. episode where Thor and you get so many like fan service drops of other characters, like more so than I think any other episode. Oh. And it's cool having uh, the uh, girls from Thor back in it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, like the voice cast, except for I think two characters, everyone was from the movies. Right. Wow. Okay, so you guys are pumping me up. Boo, bring bring us down a little bit because I'm about to stay up and watch this thing and record it. No Godzilla. Yeah, really. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, I I I wouldn't recommend it. So, like, the feeling I got is that if you mix Dragon Ball Z with a Looney Tunes cartoon. 
<laughs> and and then mix that with Marvel characters and animate it all. That's the feel that I got. If this is lighthearted and this is this th- this is the first time that I felt this is a cartoon. I was like, God damn it! This is this is animation. This is you know all the other episodes. I was like, this is you know this is top notch shit. You know what is it? There's serious stuff going on. People are dying. You know there's sad moments, adult adult themes and things like that. This is the first time where I felt I was like, ah, this is this is like a a child friendly episode kind of thing. You know, like a Who Framed Roger Rabbit style. Yeah, yeah. Like nobody's nobody's being eaten alive. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's there's moments. What is it? Because I just gotten home from work and you know I I was gonna watch it in the morning. There's moments almost fell asleep during it, and I was just like, yeah, that's a bad sign. Not not engaged at all. Um. Yeah, just yep. just no bueno. If if it's an excuse to get a couple of people to fight that people have been waiting for, oh yeah, that yeah. action was pretty good. Yeah. That action was pretty good. If if that was the reasoning, I get it. I get it, and I and I did I did uh, I did dig the fight scenes that were there. But besides that, no, no, not 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 anything for me. No, I did not like it. I, I what is it? Brittany hasn't been all that hot into what if at all, and I told her, yeah, just skip this one. Save yourself the, uh, the pain. Well, if she's but not yeah. into it up to this point. Maybe this is one of those episodes because now that you're this- talking about it, I actually think I might like it a little bit better than I thought I did. Oh God damn it! <laughs> no, 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 not like in a bad way. It's just because like there's so many. Like they had that fight which played such a large role in that episode, but there's never like a point where like a character like switches over to a side that you did like, Oh no, here's the twist. And I kind of like that about this episode. There's not like the, this person is actually now a bad guy. It's just, it, it was a fun episode, but it's not, yeah. like, it's not. Yeah, a that hasn't been, that's true. That is not the MO for this show. So yeah. interesting. Okay. All right, cool. Well, how so do we, did we ever finalize or figure out, how many episodes there are? Is it eight? Is it nine? Are we coming up to the end? I thought it was nine. Nine? Okay. I thought. So we got two more left. All right. Well, I think Eric, and you didn't see this one. You said right. You're back. No, sir, I didn't. But I now I, I feel like I want to. Thor rules, man. We actually watched Thor, yeah. uh, Ragnarok the, the over the weekend. I forgot about it. Just got that movie. So, so good. It's 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 so dumb and so good. Piss off, ghost. Uh, I just <laughs> I really enjoy it, but uh, just because Thor is awesome. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hulk, and Hulk and Thor in that movie are just fucking great. Yeah. 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 They're phenomenal. They're phenomenal. Somebody was, was saying, on? "Oh, oh what ahead. was the runtime of this one? Have they maintained that? Because I haven't watched the last three. Are they still like right around thirty-five minutes? Right around there. Yeah. Yeah. It, it didn't feel. It felt like a normal one. Yeah, I, I saw somebody write in about, not write in. I saw it was an article on Collider. I think about if you haven't seen Shang Chi, there's a, by by now. Well, then you can turn this off, and we're going to spoil something at the end of this thing. Uh, there's a cutscene at the end, right? And we see Banner, but and he's got a sling. Does that mean that Professor Hulk is pretty much? not in the picture anymore if he's if he's not um just walking around as professor hulk that would be my guess or maybe i I mean maybe it was a rights thing with universal yeah 
because she is coming out soon. So they have I, I to find say, a way to get Banner in there without making it cost a fortune every episode. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I think that's why. I think because She-Hulk's going to become the new the new Green Bruiser, if anything. But he okay. can always still transform if he had to. Right. He just Which is really lame. Is they're not going to do anything with Hulk. Like, if they had free reign to do anything with Hulk, they would fucking they would ruin the whole franchise. It. Yeah. That's true, but if uh, what I'm what I'm, why who hurt uh, you? Why do you have to come out come here with that kind of hostility? God damn! I, dude, I, I, the Hulk is not getting his justice. I'm sorry. Oh, he's not. Yeah, I I understand that. That's so. The I'm he's sorry. That's why he's my anger upsets You're you, putz. boo. Yes, Hulk. The Hulk is a putz. You need you, you need why. to you need to direct it in the correct direction at Universal and not that's just at the character. All right, well, not, just, just making it clear. Just making it clear. All right. <laughs> Uh, take it easy, bud. Take it Everybody's easy. been so hostile. This yeah, show. this is the most hostile episode. This is probably the most hostile podcast I've ever been on, and I've been on some hostile podcasts. <laughs> yes, you have, mm-hmm. sir. Yes, you have. The uh, but I did think uh, the Hulk is a putz. So a I think we should end it right there. Well, <laughs> I'm not going to get into this with you guys because I know that you guys love the Hulk so much. But he's a putz. Just because they kicked your ass on your musical taste earlier today doesn't mean you need to go after our green Goliath. Hey, man, I like Kings of Leon. And, and, and it just, they're, not, they're not the sex on fire. Use somebody. If, if you've listened to their previous stuff, you know that. But if you want to just judge a band by two songs, that's your deal. But whatever. Listen, if you want to judge a band by the songs you've heard from them, then you're doing it wrong. Because all you do is listen to the radio? Yeah. Then go ahead. Oh, my God. This is turning into the most hipster thing I've ever heard. You've probably never heard of it. (laughs) Freshman at college podcast. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I only like all you people who like Metallica when the Black Album came out. You guys are frauds. It's true. They had a whole yeah. bunch of other stuff before that. And if you don't like it, then screw you. You're not. I like, I like every Green Day album except Dookie. That one is way too popular. Album. Dookie's a great album. Yeah, it is. All right. Uh, the tone. Fuck, fuck the Hulk. All right, guys. <laughs> let's wrap <laughs> this <laughs> thing up. <laughs> you, you, you wow. motherfucker. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> fuck the Hulk. He's, he's my boy. Yeah. Les, where can people find you? <laughs> You can find me on Twitter at Less Is More 78. And uh, you can also find me on this podcast. You can also find me on our system. Not anymore. What's that? <laughs> King Tom, uh, you can you find, find you, book, buddy. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me talking about the Weezer concert I went to last night on Twitter at Tom Chansky. Patreon shows for Steel Wars, Blue Harvest, and the Mad Motivators. <laughs> Uh, what's your name? Boo. Where can people find you? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at the Sith List Boo. All right. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Randy. What's whatever. up? Eric, where can people <laughs> find you? You can find me judging books by their cover and the first <laughs> and last 100 pages, but not the 20 pages in the middle that apparently really make the book what it is on Twitter at Eric Strathers. That's a long uh, Twitter name. That's a yeah. That's a <laughs> long analogy too. You can find me at the Sith List, guys. Thank you so much. Um, and um, these guys can fuck themselves. But we'll catch you next week on episode number two sixty nine. Nice. <laughs>
Nice. I've been waiting like months to do that. Yeah, that was a good one. 269. Wow, that's going to be a dirty episode of The Sit List.